The ideas, procedures, and suggestions contained within this podcast are not intended as a substitute for consulting with a medical professional. All matters regarding your health and fitness require medical consultation and supervision. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission with this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. All right, Dr. Megan Longyear, thank you so much for being on the Warrior Wellness Podcast. And um, Dr. Longyear and I know each other through our mastermind group, and I met her through um, my friend, Dr. Christie, who's been on this podcast for a couple uh, episodes, and I actually interviewed her husband, who she's in practice with there in Jacksonville, Florida, um, a few episodes back. So I think you're going to be about epi- two, 10 episodes apart. So um, interviewed <laughs> your husband first. So um, I, I want to definitely jump into this amazing technique that you do called neuroemotional technique. But um, I want to just kind of go back to where it all started. So um, you're you're pretty open about the fact that you suffered from depression for a long time. And this kind of led you into stumbling upon this technique. So can you tell us more about how you discovered, um, you know, what, how you were suffering from depression and how this led you to finding NET? Absolutely. I always, I tried everything, conventional medicine to kind of quiet these sad feelings that I had inside that no understanding of why it's a great childhood and good parents. And, you know, just didn't have makes much sense as to why I was feeling so depressed and having the anxiety that I was. But as I got into my twenties and trying to figure out like what I'm supposed to be doing with life, it just became really burdensome and even more so overwhelming. Um, medications made me, um, very suicidal. So I stopped taking those and find my, found my way to drinking more so than, uh, probably just out having fun and stuff, just trying to kind of quiet all those kind of, you know, feelings that I couldn't understand and couldn't figure out how to make them go away. Um, so therapy for years, uh, which, you know, helped and gave me kind of a little bit of a guidance into maybe some of the things that I was struggling with, but no tools on how to get beyond it and let go of it and not carry this on anymore. So uh, fast forward to my husband being in chiropractic school and one of his uh, classmates right before she graduated uh, did this technique, this weird thing that she starts pushing on my arm and asking me things and I'm crying like a baby and then getting all hot and uncomfortable. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm remembering things. And next thing you know, it was like, I noticed a shift and a change with after just one session of with my family and different people that family members trigger each other, it's friends trigger each other. I mean, that's just part of life, but I noticed some of those triggers weren't happening anymore. And that gave me enough to look into why was that changed? Why after just one little short time with this lady that all of a sudden I felt these differences in my relationship. So gave me a oomph to go and find out more. Yeah. So then you, you discovered it was called neuroemotional technique. So um, what the heck is that? <laughs> it sounds very <laughs> fancy and technical. So neuroemotional technique, um, it was uh, created by a chiropractor, um, kind of addressing the stress in the body that we hold on to. So a lot of times people can say things like, you know, that brought me fear and thinking about it now will bring you back to that fearful moment. We store those kinds of things in our body. We know our mind holds the thoughts and the memories, but our body is what holds on to the 
the actual emotion. And we can hear a song or smell something and go back to that sad moment when that guy broke up with me and shattered my heart. And how am I so upset and feeling so bad about a memory that clearly I'm over because the body holds on to that. So what he found through using adjustments and acupuncture meridian points, um, that the areas that were holding this, this emotional stress and bringing the awareness, bringing those two things together, we can actually finish resolving that stress. So kind of extinguishing it so that it's not still firing up your system, but you're actually able to kind of let go and process through that instead of holding on to it. So it's pretty quick technique. It's not like it's not therapy. Um, it's just addressing where are you holding it? What is it? And then let's clear it. Let's finish processing and let it go. Yeah. And, you know, of course you and I know being in, in this field, you know, um, Basil Vanderkolk, you know, who's kind of one of the foremost trauma researchers out there. You know, yeah. he, he has a very popular book called the body keeps the score mm-hmm. and talks about this, this kind of thing that you just said was, you know, yes, we, we have this memory. It's not like we can delete a memory, right? Nope. It's just, there's no delete button, you know, <laughs> I wish we had that, but that, that's, that's not the case. <laughs> So even though we may not fully remember things or, you know, really think about it that much, mm-hmm. um, we, we still have this emotion stored in our body because the emotions are not just mental, right? We feel them in our body. Like Absolutely. when we feel embarrassed, we feel hot, we start sweating, our, our heart starts beating. So it's, it's a physical memory. It's a physical holding on to these memories as well. So it's not like you have to be suffering from you know, flashbacks, like we think of PTSD, like having this, you know, memory come up and all of a sudden you think you're there. It's, it, you know, for most people, it's not like that. It's not even like thinking about it all the time. It's just like, it's that question of like, what's wrong with me? And I'm sure that's what you were doing with yourself. You're like, I don't even like have any yeah. kind of, you know, quote unquote, like trauma as, as we look at it. And like, what is wrong with me? Why is this? Why, why do I just have this feeling and not just my mind, but in my body, this, this just, you know, sadness, this ongoing sadness. So you, you went and and found this technique where, you know, you, you kind of release that from your body and you're able to be free from that. Yep. And it's little pieces, you know, like, like you use the word trauma and that's, it's my favorite thing when people come in and say, well, I haven't had anything traumatic that happened in my life. I hadn't either. I'd had, you know, family members pass away and, you know, there's fights and there's kids that bully on the playground stuff, but that didn't seem like a trauma to me. That was just life. Like those things happen. I didn't have some of the stories of other people that, you know, of some people that I've worked on. It's like, wow, it's just amazing how much more stuff like makes you made me even realize even more of like, I didn't have a lot of big, big trauma, but it's all relative. It's whatever it is for you. And if that was a moment in time that you didn't finish processing, whatever it was, now your body's going to hold on to that trauma. So that can present as back pain or neck pain or different kind of ailments. You know, like we, we see it across the board when we do this technique, your body's holding on to that emotion. And until we can actually bring that awareness and let you finish processing through that and release it, the memory is always there. Like you said, it'd be great to have a delete button. I would love that. But since we can do things to remove that charge from that memory, then it's more wisdom. It's not so much that it was, you know, it's something that happened, but it's not something that happened. And there's, you know, all this intense energy around it because we've allowed the body to finish processing and let that stress go. 
So, you know, a lot of times when you're seeing different ailments and things around, it's like, my first question is always, you know, what kind of emotional thing does the person have going on that they're holding on to and not, you know, able to let go of? And a lot of times we don't even realize what stuff we're holding on to because it's all that subconscious mind that's kind of running the show. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a really good book called, um, Dr. Bruce Perry. I don't know if you read it. Um, it, so the, the book is called, um, what happened to you? I think it, it's, that's what it's called. And, I you know, that's it. like, at first they talk about how, you know, we always kind of start asking ourselves what's wrong with me. And it really should, we should change the question to what happened to you. doesn't mean that you may have had a trauma with a big T, right? Like a big T trauma, like we, the things that we know about like sexual abuse and, you know, near death experiences and experiencing war, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the event is for some reason, it got stuck somewhere. And, you know, I describe it as kind of, it's still playing in the background, you know, like when you close a file, but it's still there. It's like, just, but it's minimized, but it's still there and it's still playing in the background. So it's like, your body feels like it's still open, right? It's still happening and your, your mind doesn't know the difference. So until you can resolve this and, and detach it from the emotion and the body where it got stuck, it's always going to be playing in the background. You're always going to have this question. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? It's more, you should go into like doing a technique like this, like, okay, where's the stored? Okay. What happened to you? Okay processing that, detach it from the body and the emotion, and then it gets stored and filed away correctly. So then it's just like recalling that, you know, grocery store trip from yesterday. Like, do you have any kind of emotion attached to it? No, like, it's just (laughs) like it happened. Right. So it could be anything, right. You could have had a near death experience and you could pull up that memory and go, yeah, I almost died. And Mm -hmm. like with that, just, just kind of flippantly, it's like, well, no, yeah, it's resolved. I don't, I'm not like, I don't have to suffer every time this memory gets brought up. Absolutely. Well, and it's funny that, because how you're saying that, that limbic brain or our subconscious mind, where all of these memories are stored, it doesn't own a calendar. It doesn't own a watch. So what happened at eight years old is still happening today. If it's unresolved, it's still playing in your system. Like you're saying in the background, it's still just kind of controlling how your view on the world is and how you're reacting in your environment based on things that you've gone through. And so there is no, the definition of, you know, trauma is going to be different to everybody. That, you know, Mm -hmm. could be something horrible. It could be something just, you know, a kid getting picked on. I mean, we get kids in here all the time that we work on that have different kinds of issues that they're trying to work through and resolve. And a lot of times it's, you know, emotional stress, a sibling that was born or somebody that, you know, said something not nice when they were little. We don't think about that when we're in our thirties and forties, but it's still playing in the background. That's still giving us a reaction to certain people and the, you know, family members and whatever, So being able to let go of and finish processing that, let the body let go of it and just let it be a memory instead. Yeah. Yeah. And especially childhood experiences, you know, because we, we don't often have a recollection or have kind of a bookmark in that one, you know, one memory or whatever that, that we're hanging on to or experience or event. And you just don't know that this might be playing in the background. And I always remember a story from Dr. Bruce Perry's book where he was working with a child and um just not having success and and the 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 teachers were getting very frustrated with him especially the one primary teacher because it seemed like anytime he got within proximity of this child like this is when 
his episodes would be triggered right mm-hmm. and they're just like they're trying to reason with this kid and there was seemingly nothing that triggered it there was no kind of conflict or anything well it turns out that that dr perry and just meeting with this teacher and talking about the behavior noticed hmm i smell like there's a certain s- smell what do you what kind of cologne are you wearing what is this and oh. so he asked him and he told him, and then he talked with the, the kid and found out that, that, you know, his abuser, his uh, stepfather, father, boy, boyfriend of the mother, whatever, mm-hmm. the primary abuser in his life had worn that same cologne. And yeah. so it was an olfactory trigger and nobody had any idea this was going on. And that, you know, it's not like the kid could recall, hey, my abuser wear this specific cologne and my teacher make that connection, right? Like we don't have that ability to do that sometimes. So your technique kind of finds things like that. It's like, hey, okay, let's let's pull out the the emotional response to the trigger. So, you know, the smell doesn't like bring up all these horrible feelings anymore, even if you don't remember the event exactly like it's it's that trigger it's just like you know you see somebody if somebody your abuser was wearing something particular say like a yellow shirt and that memory is logged in in you know your limbic brain now every time you see somebody with a yellow shirt you're going to have that same physiological change and reaction now you may be able to dampen how your reaction would be because you're an adult and you you know are able but you're still having that internal heart flutters increased breathing all of those kinds of things that you know we put in with that sympathetic stress, running from the tiger, all of these kinds of not the place that we want to be if we're healing. So reducing those triggers. And like you said, a lot of them, you don't even know, you don't remember. Think about being, you know, an adult, that little kid had gotten older and smelling that cologne and had him acting out at work. He's not going to remember back to, you know, that many years back, but that's still playing in his mind because it's that part of the brain. It's the survival mechanism. We need that part of the brain. We just don't need it running the show and bringing up things, you know, in inappropriate times. So, yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think we kind of already alluded to this, but um, I, I just want to make it clear. Who is NET for? Introducing the new Fireteam Whiskey Fitness and Nutrition Act. Everything you need to get fit and lose weight right at your fingertips. Choose from hundreds of fitness videos and fitness plans. Search for workouts by fitness level, equipment available, or body part focus. Choose from several nutrition plans and customize your macros. Your entire fitness, nutrition, and wellness plan all scheduled on your calendar. Text a trainer anytime for tips, tricks, and motivation. Achieve your fitness and health goals with the Fireteam Whiskey app. Go to www.fireteamwhiskey.com to get two weeks of results for free. Everybody! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so um, funny story with that. When I started doing NET, um, my husband found that it was, you know, we'd joke about it and he'd say, you know, you're the emotional one. So, you know, that's that's more your thing. I'm not into the, you know, the emotions and the feely stuff and whatever. And so I kind of just thought NET was more just a bunch of women doing it. And, you know, we we were all going to be feely and, you know, whatever. And then I went through and started learning it because I went back to school to to learn this. Um, and it was hilarious how many, there were so many men in there that were not emotional and feely. Like I had planned in my head. Like I had this little picture of, you know, how this is going to be, it's going to be like a therapy session and all of this. And it's not, it's very quick and direct. 
what's going on, finding it, and let's clear it and process it. I mean, it can be a 10 to 15 minute process to get through certain things, but if we've done everything for your hip pain and we're not getting through to it, well, let's check it and see, is there an emotional component? Because it could be something tied back to abuse that happened when you were younger and you know certain things that are being triggered. You may have just walked in and seen something that triggered you and it's bringing that pain. Like The body is so amazing and stores so much stuff that being able to have these you know quick get to the directness of what's going on um it's really for everybody so i loved when we started finding that they were doing research neuroemotional technique um they have the one foundation and they started doing research and that was like my i'm not in i'm not a huge research person my husband loves research and so we balance each other well but when they came out with the first study, it was uh, working with cancer patients, people that had just been diagnosed with cancer and what it was getting that re um, that report from the doctor and them telling you, you know, you have cancer and this is what the outcome and what you have to do. And so they did research on the functional MRI of them telling, reading the story that the patient wrote out, what they remember. And then having um, the patient uh, go through sessions and then they would functional use functional MRI again to see what changes in the brain. And they found that the areas that were lighting up in that more uh, survival brain then were extinguished. They were not lit up anymore, but higher centers were lit up. So now that furthered the research of let's look more into how is this all tied together so, you know, as much as I'm not into research and I don't love it as much as my husband, I love the stuff that he shares about how this all, like how we are such emotional beings and we're so driven on our different emotions and traumas that have happened that when we can realize, like you were saying earlier, that it's it's what happened. It, it It's not you. It's not that you're broken. It's not that you're damaged and you can't be fixed. It's something that happened. So let's figure that out. Let's figure out where you're holding the emotional stress because it would be different for everybody and let's work through it. Let's properly release it so that you don't carry that, that monkey on your back anymore, so to speak. You're actually able to be free of that and have those thoughts and memories. And it's not so much of a charge that's bringing, you know, that negative response into your, you know, your world and your environment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it, you know, we know this kind of stuff works, this woo stuff, right. You know, I mean, <laughs> yep. but you know, we don't just say it works, you know, and just have these anecdotal stories. Um, you know, there, there's so much research out there about the power of the mind and yep. how, you know, how we can not only debilitate ourselves with our own minds, but also heal ourselves with our own mind. So it works both ways. Right. You know, <laughs> So if you're debilitated by your own mind, that means there's good news. You can actually, you know, empower yourself and heal yourself with your own mind if it's that powerful. Exactly. Which is such great news. So nobody's broken. We, there's always hope. There's always something more, another leaf to look under. And, you know, in the world of emotions, you know, this is just one technique that, I mean, there's tons of different techniques out there. And back in the day when I was dealing with my depression, anxiety, I tried everything. I swear I could have opened a library with all the self-help books that I had. And some mm -hmm. things helped and change changes and stuff like that gave me different perspective, but this was just the thing that changed for me and gave me a, f a freedom. Uh, I, I'm not the same person that I was before because I've worked through so much stuff and that's just very liberating. And now getting to see people, you know, and 
in the world that think they're in the same spot that I was when, you know, I was going through all of this. And it's like, I thought I was broken. I thought there was no help for me to be able to, you know, show somebody a different way of looking at the way that they're holding onto their trauma, their own unique way in their body. Yeah. I mean, it's different for everybody. And, you know, no one, two, no two of us are going to be the same, but we can at least have ways to look into those certain areas to, to kind of shift and let that go. Yeah. So let's talk about some other um, things that you integrate with NET and what you do there in your practice in Jacksonville. Um, Quantic touch. Well, what the heck is that? (laughs) (laughs) So while I was in chiropractic school, um, I found my way into more what they would refer to as more tonal adjustments. Um, so if anybody's that's ever been to a chiropractor, uh, a lot of times, you know, there's more of the hands-on and, you know, you big adjustments and whatnot. And whereas I love those and do those with a lot of my patients, I started to find my way into, uh, more tonal where I'm kind of just contacting different areas and allowing the bodies and awareness to kind of help relax different things, um, in that space. So that led me to meeting this woman who, um, had a lot of, issues happened with her son after he had been put on Ritalin. Um, and so she went to the ends of the earth trying to figure out how to help him get back to the way that he was because of all the trauma that this caused for him. So she created this thing called Quantic Touch and she teaches it in both Italy and in uh, Georgia where I went to school. And so it's just a different way of kind of addressing more the emotional body and looking at it from more of that perspective, more of a hands, uh, hands-on kind of therapy like that. So it fit perfectly with what I was learning at chiropractic school. It just gave me a deeper perspective into more like chakras and, you know, the energy centers and things like that. So, um, so I kind of have you, I use that in practice as well while I'm doing the biogeometric integration is also very similar. Um, that one more incorporating the adjustments um, where, where we would more physically adjust the body. So it gives a lot of more kind of touch therapy as well as a physical manual adjustment. And for some people that, especially we get people in every once in a while that I don't like those adjustments and those scare me. And I totally understand. I don't want to do something to someone. If you're already in a place of fear, I don't want to make a trauma. I don't want to make something that will need to NET later on. So addressing and having different options in that way has been nice to have those kinds of things in my back pocket um, and watching people's bodies kind of relax and unwind in a different way, um, both while we know stimulating the brain, which is, you know, obviously important, need to be keeping our brain healthy. Yeah. And you also use um, crystals and you also use some, some, you know, forms of like supplements. Um, I know when I, so I, I did um, a session with Meg just to check it out and see what it's all about. And it, it was really powerful. And um, I ended up with a, a mouth spray with some, I think some herbs and stuff in it. And uh, that was really useful actually for a long time. I had that thing for a while. And I, anytime I had like a little heightened anxiety, you know, I would just spray that sucker in my mouth and I'm like, Ooh, I'm like Zen. You know? <laughs> it was good. So tell us about that. Yeah. So with NET, we have homeopathy sprays that Dr. Walker created. Um, 80% of the time people are fine after they have a session, they're going to process through for a couple of days and then they're fine. But he found that there were like these 20% of people that just struggled to just kind of make it through and things would keep coming up. So he found the different uh, homeopathies that he created 
to help with that 20% of people. Now, he created this a long time ago, so I like to look at the remedies in a little bit more applicable today, whereas most patients are so stressed and dealing with so much stuff in their day-to-day life that I usually recommend that they have at least what we call ER 911. That remedy is, I think, the one that you had, which is kind of the overall emotionality, so helping with all the different meridians if there's any congestion in those meridian systems to help kind of move that, release that energy um, while you're processing through. Or like a lot of our patients call it Xanax in a bottle. If they're stuck in traffic and they're totally ticked off and they're getting frustrated and angry, they'll take a couple sprays of the ER 911 and let their nervous system just kind of relax. It just kind of helps calm everything down. So it's a nice alternative to, you know, having to take, you know, things that you could produce, you know, some kind of side effect or discomfort kind of feeling. So it's all herbs and Bach flowers and such. So it's uh, no, no, uh, no side effects come with this that we've ever seen. So that's a, that's a good thing. Something good. I want to put in my body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, that spray is amazing. It's like magical. <laughs> <laughs> so what about the crystals? Tell us a little bit about the crystal healing that you do. Yeah. So I started, um, I got introduced to crystals, uh, probably like halfway through school. Um, I had started getting very bad test anxiety again. And though I was doing lots of NET and, and getting adjustments and doing everything. Chiropractic program was definitely a stressful time. And so I had somebody introduce crystals to me and just told me to hold on to a couple stones while I'd go take finals. And I started noticing, I just felt different. I felt a little bit more calm, a little bit more relaxed. So I kind of started looking a little bit more into it. Why is this little black rock that I have in my pocket that's literally the size of a pebble causing me to actually focus more and feel more like in my like space and in my body and not so fluttery while I'm taking these exams. And that was enough to start kind of exploring and playing around with them and seeing how holding certain ones made me feel, giving certain ones to classmates, seeing, you know, how that, you know, what, depending on what they were struggling with and dealing with. And it was cool seeing everybody's kind of shift and change uh, depending on what it was that they needed. So I started studying that and uh, went through the Hibiscus Moon program to get more of like the geology part of it and more grounded foundation of what crystals really are. I mean, they're grown grown right here in the earth. Um, We dig them up and they have a vibration to them that can be very relaxing or very stimulating to people depending on what they need. Um, you put one thing in one person's hand, it might stimulate them and make them, you know, really energized because maybe they were a little bit too down in the dumps. And then somebody like me that might be a little bit more buzzy and always in my head, bringing me into having some of these grounding stones really bring me into, okay, let's focus, let's concentrate. And, you know, it just changes that vibration that, you know, that frequency that we all have anyways. So I like to use that a lot with patients after we do sometimes some of the NET sessions, as you can imagine, get pretty heavy. And a lot of stuff can come up. So having things that we can hold on to and help us kind of just take a breath, know that we're, we're making progress, but sometimes that progress can bring up some, you know, some old hurt wounds. This is just another way that we can kind of relax and calm you down so that you're able to process through in today's stressful world that, you know, you can't, can't put life on pause while you're processing and healing things, but, you know, having things that we can use to, to help you through that is definitely a a perk. Yeah. And I I know for some people, they might feel like super skeptical. It's like, Ooh, this is really woo. Like, (laughs) like, this is just strange, (laughs) like rocks. What are we talking about rocks? But, (laughs) 
but you know, for, for me who I, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm a woo person, but not like crazy woo, but for me being a super nature person that vibes with me because I know how I feel very differently when I'm out in nature and especially like exactly. around rocks and like higher elevations. And, you know, I've, I love like Sedona is a really special place. And I know there's kind of a, a lot of like energy vortex kind of things there. So yeah. I think if, if you can just kind of picture it as more like, you know, there's a, there's an energy and power in nature. And unfortunately, you know, for most people they're, they're not able to venture out, you know, on, on a hike and, and, you know, hike on those, those wonderful mountains and rocks and put your feet in, and, you know, a riverbed out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But maybe this is just like a small piece of nature that you bring with you around. And it does have that energy of the earth. And there's something very powerful about that. You know, that's where we, once we came and once we will be right. So yep. there, there must be something to that. So you know, if you can't get out into nature, maybe you can carry a little piece of it around with you and you can kind of absorb that energy that you would maybe if you went out for a hike. Absolutely. There's something to be said about people liking to be out and putting your bare feet in the dirt and the ground. I mean, the earth is a big crystal. It is, yeah. you know, it's, it's grounding the negative ions, you know, when you're walking around in the ocean, there's something to be said about all that stuff. And I'm sure there's plethora of research out there that shows all of that kind of stuff. And that's, that's what I love about um, the work that, you know, with my husband being so into the research and stuff, just is even at the things that he thinks or thought, you know, was woo in the beginning, he now realizes because he's seen changes in patients. And then he can go and find that research and show that, you know, yeah, when the earth's frequency is acting up, because we're having things going on in the solar system. Like we, we understand that we see the tides and the full moons and how all that changes. So we see it all the time happening. This is just a way that we can tap into grounding ourselves and really bringing ourselves out of so much where our energy gets more in our head and we can actually be more present in our body, having stones around your desk at work and stuff like that, absorbing different EMFs, um, there's, you know, all the different crystals have different properties that have come about as people have, you know, found different things that they feel and, you know, how that's, you know, kind of correlated with, and not to mention their molecular structure and what, you know, that solid is doing, you know, for each person and, you know, their chemical makeup. Um, but having those things around can definitely, you know, be a positive, definitely. Like I said earlier, some people react, there are certain stones that I can't hold on to that I do, I'll get anxious on them hmm. and they're stones that ground me. So it's very interesting how, you know, being cautious of like what, you know, that's why whenever I tell people, patients that are like, I'm going to go see if I can find some stones at work by holding on to it and then seeing how you feel. If you start to feel, you know, really like, wow, I just feel really chill and calm. Awesome. That's a good stone for you. If it makes you start feeling kind of on edge and a little set that one down, maybe that's not a good vibration for you right now. But there's mm -hmm. other other ones that are a little bit more, you know, grounded that, you know, would be beneficial for you, like going and hugging a tree, you know, that calming vibration. So it's just kind of finding what works for you and, you know, your uniqueness of what you've got going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So um, Dr. Megan Longyear, she practices at her practice there in Jacksonville, Florida, and it's called the Brain Optimization Institute. And um, I interviewed her husband who practices with her there. Um, and we, you have to check out that episode that was like 10 before this one. So check that one out too. 
Um, and, and we see all the really cool, like, like equipment you guys have there. It's like, it's like a, it looks like just like a science lab. There's just like all sorts of really fun tools around. Um, and you'll see that in the background in that interview, but they have a really unique practice there in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, so you do have people travel from all over the place to see you guys at, because you provide such a unique service and, and such a holistic approach to health with the stuff that your husband does for the brain optimization and what you do for with NET. So, um, you know, it, I guess the recommendation is, you know, it, go check it out. Even if you don't live in Jacksonville, if you are suffering from something and you have a setback or, um, you have a chronic health condition or, a, or traumatic brain injury or PTSD or whatever it is, if you're suffering at all, Definitely the, the services they provide that the Brain Optimization Institute are, could be so valuable to you and really save you decades of suffering and, you know, maybe just like an alternative to maybe some damaging, you know, traditional medical interventions that would be taking place for your condition. So, um, and then they can provide virtual services after you come and see them um, physically. So they are open to that. So don't worry if you're not living in Jacksonville, you know, if, if this is piquing your interest and you're just like, wow, I think they can help me make that phone call and, and arrange a trip to go see them because it really is an amazing um, experience there at your practice. And I'm sure you see just magical transformations of healing and um, every single day and you get used to it, right? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still yeah. mind blown. Most days I sit here and I'm just like, I get to do this every day. Like people have so much stuff that they come into the office with. And it's like, you know, just when you think you've seen everything and then it's like, nope, something else comes. And it's like, all right, well, I don't, I don't subscribe to anything else that there's always hope. There's always something else that we can do to change the neuroplasticity of your brain. And a lot of that starts with a lot of the emotional stuff that we're holding on to that we, you know, are trying, most people are trying to better themselves finding different ways that you can release that stuff. So it's uh, definitely a, a passion and thrilled to be able to, to help people. Hopefully we'll have offices like this all over the world. That's the goal. Someday to have so many people that are aware of these different uh, modalities and let's open it up so that it's it's more commonplace for people to be able to go and get this kind of help so that they can help it heal at a deeper level. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's kind of an exciting time in, in the, the world of, of healing, you know, and it seems more and more and more in the last decade or so people are very much open to trying these holistic approaches and these weird woo like things, but you know, <laughs> these weird, if these weird things work, you know, why not? You know, oh. I'd rather do that than get a bunch of surgery and take a bunch of pills and be, you know, just be dependent on those things for the rest of my life. Right. Yeah. Well, we usually like, uh, we, I'm sure Dr. Mike said this in his talk too. We usually get the people that have done all the surgeries and all the medications and are still sitting there going, nothing's working for me. I mean, we get a lot of medical doctors that even come in that we treat because they've tried everything and they're seeing that these things aren't working. So, you know, there is a time and a place for surgery and for medication. Absolutely. We need that stuff, but in a time and a place, but if there's something that's stored in your system that you're not able to, you know, process through and release, Let's get rid of it so that you don't have to be going under surgery and, you know, doing all those kinds of things that are leaving you with side effects and changing your body in a way that, you know, 
who knows what that's setting up for down the road. So if the body's an amazing thing, it knows how to heal. If we can just get some blockages out of the way, it'll do its natural thing. It knows what to do. Just needs a little help sometimes. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you for all the work that you do and, and helping people finally find healing and, and release from the things that have been holding them back for maybe even decades. Mm-hmm. So you guys are doing great work there and, and I'm honored to know you both and um, check out uh, Dr. Megan Longyear and her husband, the Brain Optimization Institute. And I have all the links in the show notes. Thanks, Meg. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you helped me share the message and make people aware of different things they can do to help heal even more. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much again for joining us on another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, all that good stuff on your favorite podcast platform or and on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and leave us a review while you're there. And if you screenshot your review, email it to info at fireteamwhiskey.com. With your name and address, you'll be entered into our drawing for a prize for just leaving us a review. So let us know what we're doing great, what you'd like to hear more about. And please go ahead and just give us a follow and give us a honest review, especially on iTunes, because that helps us reach other military members, veterans, and first responders with this vitally important information about how to improve their health, fitness, and wellness. We will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I am your podcast host, former Army Captain Stephanie Lincoln, founder of Fire Team Whiskey. Fireteam Whiskey is proud to sell Zaya Athletic Wear. We love the awesome styles, amazing quick dry technology, and best of all, the price. Zaya Active is the official workout wear of Fireteam Whiskey. Go to bit.ly forward slash Zaya FTW and check out all the styles for women, men, and kids.